It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program here where you can take control of the airwaves. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. And you can bring up anything that you want. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Angie. As, MJ. Yep. Yep. That's me. Here we are again. <laughs> uh, lots of stuff in the news to talk about here tonight, including a uh, another ban on Twitter. This time it was the guy from Project Veritas. Have you ever heard of Project Veritas? Yeah, they rock. What are they? they? Uh, well, Veritas means truth in Latin, I believe. Okay. Or truthfulness so, yeah. or maybe truthiness. Okay. But uh, they have, uh, they're more conservative than, than libertarians, so they spend some time attacking like Planned Parenthood and all that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but they, do some, they do some good stuff. They send in uh, uh, under, undercover reporters into organizations. Okay. And like, see, like, present different scenarios and just publicize how the crew reacts to it, basically. Okay. Um, yeah, they've really, uh, stirred up a lot of controversy because of this undercover camera stuff. I mean, it's great, it's great work. I mean, anytime yeah. you can get bureaucrats, for instance, to behave how they would normally behave, because they don't see the cameras, so that's... Or they see you as an employee, so they don't see you at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, you put these people in a position where they are treating you as they would normally treat you, because when you bring a video camera openly, they behave differently. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. Like a cop is not going to act the same way if he sees you carrying a camera as he will if you're not. Right. Uh, so, yeah. unfortunately... Every once in a while, they tell the truth off camera, and it's so fascinating mm-hmm. to see <laughs> that, that mask fall away for a moment. So now the guy who's behind uh, Project Veritas has been suspended and as has Project Veritas permanently uh, suspended from the Twitter platform as of today. Twitter well, come site. on over to social.freetalklive.com, guys, because uh, we'd love to have you and uh, anybody can get your message. It's true. And in fact, that's, uh, of course, where I was going to go with this. Uh, we actually had Footloose from Absolute Defiance and Skyler from uh, the, the guy from uh, Savage Truth 603. They both signed up today at social.freetalklive.com. Nice. Uh, so we're getting some activists in here, which is now, nice. Now, are we like cultivating a stable of personalities? Because that might be a good idea. I think that's a great idea. Um the trick is to get them to come back and to keep posting there. That's that's the well, trick. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing and and you know, it would be basically adding a tipping system to the thing I guess would work. That might be the way to go because mm-hmm. if you have a tipping thing, then you have a way to express your appreciation mm-hmm. for somebody's work that gives them an incentive to come back to that platform. It's a great idea. Um, I don't know if such a thing already exists for Mastodon. It wouldn't surprise me if it does because Mastodon, which for listeners that don't know, Mastodon is the decentralized, polycentric alternative to Twitter mm-hmm. where you can run your own server and no one else can tell you what to do with it, which is pretty awesome. But it's been in development for years, so it wouldn't surprise me if somebody's already figured that out. Uh, yeah, and if not, it's trivial. I think you could use almost exactly the... Uh, um, 
I mean, basically, you could take take hold of a few things that the platform already has mm-hmm. and and just do it because cryptocurrency does all the hard work for you. Right. Um, you don't need to come up with a payment system. You just have to come exactly, up with a way for it to interface. Exactly. And that's, uh, I mean, that's done automatedly from social, uh, from stores, for example, online stores regularly. So it would just be taking those two pieces of software and marrying them. Uh, probably either either in any pay product or uh, BitPay or something like that. So interestingly, this story actually resulted from James O'Keefe, who is the founder of Project Veritas, being also locked out from his own account. Uh, the suspension stem, they say, from a video the group shared Wednesday featuring Facebook's vice president of integrity. Ah! <laughs> they got the vice president of integrity on. That's like having the yeah. king of garbage on. Um, Apparently. <laughs> vice president so of government integrity. This guy was uh, apparently confronted at his home by Project Veritas. In the footage, which is still available on YouTube, Mr. Guy Rose from Facebook is confronted outside of his home by Veritas reporter Christian Hartsock regarding claims that Facebook freezes comments on threads where the site's algorithm detects that they're, quote, may be hate speech. So yeah. they apparently wanted to talk to him about that, and they tried to, you know, corner him outside of his house, because I imagine the guy's not returning phone calls. They never do. Right. Nobody at Google returns phone calls. Nobody at Facebook returns phone calls. Maybe if you have a monetary relationship with them, I mean, I'm sure they mm-hmm. answer the government's phone calls because they get a lot of money from them. Right. Um, <laughs> While Project Veritas did blur the license plates of the cars parked in Rosin's driveway, the number of executives, the number of the executives home is briefly visible in the clip. Twitter has not yet returned a request for comment. This, by the way, is a story from the Daily Mail in the UK to clarify how the video specifically breached its privacy rules. But in its messages to O'Keefe and Project Veritas, Twitter wrote, quote, you may not publish or post other people's private information without their expressed authorization and permission. Wow. Well, is it private information? I mean, if I could go and pull up this guy's name, if I know where... It's a matter of public records, what they call that. That's what I would think. I mean, you know... (laughs) They're saying that the private information is his address? That's what I think they're saying, yeah. If he owns that home... Then it was. Then it's a matter of public information. Correct. Yeah, he owns the that home. Also, by their uh, by that logic, you wouldn't be able to shoot somebody in any recognizable place because if their location is a secret, mm-hmm. when you interview them, then you can't interview them in front of McDonald's because somebody might recognize that McDonald's and know where you are. Right. You I mean, know? if you just have a house. With a number on it, that doesn't really give you anything. That you can't see a street you. sign or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you don't know which street he's on. No. You yeah. probably don't even know which city he's in unless they've given that information. Mm. Well, the thing is, fairness is not the order of the day in any of this stuff. Right. If you look at, uh, you know, I'm, uh, God knows I'm not a Trumper by any stretch, but if you look at. The videos that are coming out, they are so damning where you see uh, basically his Democratic, uh, uh, the people who are 
who are prosecuting the case against him Mm -hmm. standing up and saying, you did this, you did that, and then it cuts to shots of them doing exactly the The same same thing, thing. or Hillary Clinton doing exactly Mm. the same thing, questioning whether an, an election was legit. And just think about what that means for one second. If you cannot question the legitimacy of an election, You must never question it. What if you see mobs uh, of people in masks dragging one side or the other away from the polling place? Can you not say anything about that? Because that is supporting insurrection, you know? If so, then what keeps the integrity, if it ever had any, which I don't think it has, in our electoral system? Mm -hmm. If it must not be questioned, then we'll never know if it's ever wrong. And that is a very dangerous precedent that these people are setting. And and we're letting them do it. I've been... I've been saying nothing about it. I mean, I actually joked one time when they came for Trump, I didn't speak up because screw Trump. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but the fact that they came for Trump shows that they can get anybody they want to. They can take anybody down. Well, they down. think so. It's, it remains to be seen how this ends. His supporters might still stand up, you know? Yeah. Well, no, what I mean is he's off social media. Has anyone yeah, heard from him yet? He's off social media, but he could be back on it in a, in a heartbeat. If he launched I mean, his own Donald site. Donald Trump, if you can't find your way onto social media, sign up at social.freetalklive.com. I will show you how to radiate your message out from there, because you're an idiot, but you should be heard. There you go. 603-283-6160. It's true. 603-283-6160. Your comments on uh, the continuing crackdown on your, your speech. I'm not going to call it free speech, but your speech on social media. This is Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight is Ian. Nobody. And Angie. And I want to make sure you know about AnyPay. AnyPay 2.0 is out there now, and crypto payments are faster than they've ever been. Uh, if you ever tried AnyPay 1.0, it was pretty good. AnyPay 2.0 is way faster. And if you're using Edge Wallet, HandCash, Bitcoin.com's wallet, or Dash Wallet, then you'll have a smooth experience with AnyPay. But some wallets just aren't there yet, unfortunately, like Coinomi or Exodus Wallet. Two very fine wallets. Uh, just they don't have what it takes to be compatible with any pay. They don't handle the what they call the pay protocol. So we're asking for your help. If you're a user of Coinomi or Exodus, RelayX or Bread Wallet, and you want these wallets to be better, you have to ask for it. Uh, it's a decentralized marketplace, so not everybody does the same thing all at once. So it helps if they hear from users like you. And the way that you can do that is to go to anypayinc.com slash upgrade, anypayinc.com slash upgrade. You'll get the instructions on what makes one wallet work and another one doesn't, kind of give you a basic explanation, and then contact information for your favorite wallet programmers over at anypayinc.com slash upgrade. We're talking about the latest takedown on social media, this time Twitter banning Project Veritas from mm-hmm. its platform and possibly the founder of Project Veritas as well, James O'Keefe, 
saying that uh, they didn't do a good enough job at protecting the private information, or what they're calling private information, of a Facebook quote-unquote vice oh president God. of integrity. Just imagine that. You let some of the of Facebook execs' information go. What does Facebook do? do it sells your information wholesale <laughs> yeah. to the highest bidder at great and very profitably right i might add so basically they're saying that if you do to them personally what they when they do it as a company it's just a statistic but when it happens right. to them it's a tragedy which is more or less what stalin said about death um you know That's one death point. is a tragedy but a million deaths is it's just a statistic, a statistic. Yeah. yeah. So, and this guy's actually called. He's actually called the vice president of integrity, Guy Rosen, <laughs> at his house. <laughs> By the way, the next version of Cell Four One One will have Facebook completely removed. Yeah. Except for yeah. being able to disconnect you from your Facebook account. Yeah. Uh, let's let's <laughs> actually take a detour there in just a moment because I did mention that toward the end of this week we would hopefully see a fixed version of Cell Four One One available on the Android. Uh, Google Play Store, and it has happened as of yesterday. I believe it was yeah. uh, yesterday afternoon or evening sometime. Uh, the Google gods allowed the mm. Cell 411 uh, version that you sent over to it uh, to be posted. So now you can download, if you're on the Android platform, you can download a version of Cell 411 that is actually going to work. Uh, the issue previously was that sometimes the alerts wouldn't come through. And with an app like Cell 411, that's a game stopper kind yeah. of uh, right. showstopper kind mm -hmm. of app where or, or, or bug that needed to be fixed. And mm -hmm. you and your team, nobody, you took care of that, and it is uh, working yep. now. So. Yep, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, thanks to the guys at Wisely Soft mm -hmm. who uh, who uh, have been great to work with through this. Indian um, guys, they program the, uh, yeah, the software. Yeah, and and they are they are great guys, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and they work I for a quarter of the price of uh, American uh, programmers. Yeah, yeah, don't tell them that. <laughs> I can't afford to pay more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, they they're great guys, and in that vein, uh, let me do a quick infomercial here. Mm. Um, uh, Cop block. Uh, Cop Block Technologies, I think I'm going to call it, mm. is looking for people to build the next generation of communications and security apps. So if you're a programmer, especially if you're a software architect, because we're early in the process, uh, drop a mail to uh, software at invisiblehand.church mm. and, uh, and, you know, it's going to be completely open source. Everybody will see everything in it. It's going to start with Cell 411 and build from there mm -hmm. and basically rebuild these proje projects on top of a stable infrastructure that we can trust. I was talking with uh, the founder of Cell 411 today, Virgil Viduva, and he said to me that he's actually been observing the, the chat because we finally got him in the Telegram room because we've got a Telegram chat for the programmers. Yeah, I add him to everything, but Virgil doesn't talk to me anymore. He, doesn't, he doesn't talk, but he's there. He says, <laughs> he says, I've been watching the Telegram exchanges. 
He says, you guys are kicking around the same ideas I was having. I just didn't have time or resources to pursue them. I think you're on the right path. Good. So you've got the uh, the AOK from the founder. Good. I hoped I wasn't pissing in his Cheerios <laughs> um, because I respect the hell out of what he's done. Yeah. It's one of visually it hasn't changed at all mm-hmm. because it's one of the most beautiful apps in terms of just to look at. Mm-hmm. It's spectacular as as apps go. I I. I, I just I just look at it and I go wow so you know I'm not in I'm not an interface guy I'm an AI guy so I didn't mess with that at mm-hmm. all but you know the the most important thing is we've got to get the tech tentacles of big tech out of it and what I will acknowledge is if you're concerned about your security for now you do have to think twice about this app but it's probably not worse than your Android is already. Mm. You know, if your attacker is the government, everything on your Android, they have. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, uh, so it's out right now at the Play Store. Apple didn't need this, but Apple didn't have this bug with their version of um, Cell 411, so we didn't ap- have to fix that? Yeah, it, it, had, it does have the bug where when you sign up for mm-hmm. Cell 411 for the first time, and this is important to stress, yep. from an iOS system, it's going to get... Uh, you're going to get a message saying that phone verification failed. Okay? And at that point, just wait. Because we've got little monkeys running around in the database, and they will flip that bit in your um, in your profile. Uh, profile, and you will then be able to use the system, mm-hmm. and we apologize for the inconvenience or confusion that that may cause. We've got guys on it. It's going to be done, uh, they assure me, real soon now. Sadly, in the software business, that doesn't that could mean, mean anything. anything. <laughs> um, but that, and, They but seem pretty good at doing they're, things, though. They're good guys, yeah. and so far, you know, they've been delivering... My, they've been getting deliverables to me in like the like on the better side of the uh, of of what I estimated mm-hmm. it might take. That's like good. they're coming in, uh, they're, they're meeting they're expectations, exceeding yeah. my my expectations. Yeah. That's good. So I'd say that uh, things are working pretty good. I'm glad to see that happening. Glad to see development continuing with Cell 411. We even got a a really nice offer today from the the new head of Talk Media Network, which is the radio network that we're we're just moving over to this week. And he wants to run advertisements to promote Cell 411 on the weekends on the other shows on the network, which is really cool. Oh, I love it. So we got to cook up some ads. I love it. Yeah, we got to cook up some ads. Need videographers, need script writers, comedy writers. 603-283-6160. You can make me look attractive. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Free Talk Live, and you may join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to bring up whatever's on your mind, 
That's 603-283-6160. Also want to say thanks to PorcupineRealEstate.com and Mark Warden for being a Free Talk Live gold amplifier. That means that Mark and PorcupineRealEstate.com are contributing 10 bucks a month to the AMP program, and that means that he's helping us advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, helping us get on more radio stations around the country, bring new internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if you value what we do here and it's worth five bucks a month to you, you can sign up as a silver amplifier. Again, Mark's doing gold, uh, but you can sign up as a silver amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com using your credit card, debit card, PayPal, or Bitcoin BTC. So thank you, Mark and PorcupineRealEstate.com for supporting us here. That's amp.freetalklive.com. I got to look back and see if that BTC transaction is cleared. Oh, yeah. For, I got a uh, donation. I won't name the, name the donor, um, but I got a uh, donation of a tenth of a Bitcoin at, uh, at uh, copblock.app. And mm-hmm. thank you so much for uh, for that to... Mr. Mr. Donor, whoever you are, and uh, uh, but it's, that was last night. Yeah, it was last night, and it was sent with a five dollar fee, which is not small. Re- yeah, it's a very. I mean, that's a chunk of change for flipping a bit in a database. Mm-hmm. You know, and last I looked, which was twelve hours later, it had not arrived. So it's on. It's on the slow boat. And this illustrates, and you know, I've been, I've, I've been ramping up on this for a while. And you know, the the bottom line is, Bitcoin has become a Ponzi scheme because what, what? a Ponzi? Scheme. It's become a Ponzi scheme because they're selling the ability to perform seven transactions per second. That. Is absurd. That was great in the proof of concept release sure. that was the original one. Because yeah. it took us a long time to exceed that number of users. Right. So Satoshi would have known this isn't going to be a problem for a while. And then it, it was. And then there will be money to fix it. Yeah. And there was money to fix it. And somebody hijacked Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin should have been able to solve this problem many times over, and we've seen uh, the the Lightning Network, which seems to be like a train wreck. It's still and, eighteen months away. Yeah, every I time mean, you check on it, there's things it would be good for. Don't get me wrong. If mm-hmm. I was in, if I was running an exchange, I would run it as a Lightning Network. And the Lightning Network, without any, uh, yeah, I can't explain the technology, but it's something that the Bitcoin programmers are supposedly well, working on. I can on explain to make the technology. Better. It's not that complex. Basically, everybody throws their Bitcoin in the same bag, and whatever happens. On the other side of the uh, of the lightning wall is uh, it's kept the, the the owner of that bag keeps track of it. Right. But that's centralizing. OK. The, uh, the Bitcoin. Exactly. And then he is responsible for the bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. So that open public ledger, it's no longer an open public ledger. It's a ledger run by some guy. This seems to be it's really not problematic. Decentralized. It's yeah. it's federated. Yeah. Okay? It's a step in the wrong direction. Yeah, I agree. Okay? Segwit 
uh, addresses. Segwit is another technology that Bitcoin has uh, has implemented and hasn't done really jack diddly to reduce fees. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it bought some time. I think it did reduce the amount of space mm-hmm. that each uh, transaction takes up. But still, if the value of your currency keeps growing, it's and not it is. worth... It's not worth $40,000 to send seven transactions a second. Right now, it's, uh, it actually hit a record high again today. Bitcoin record high over $48,000 today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's amazing the price just shooting up it's, at this thing. It's become a scam because it's supposed to be a store of value, but you can't store value that you don't have. And if you can only do seven, se- seven transactions per second when everybody else can do a thousand, mm-hmm. the, and when there are a thousand other blockchains out there to, to, to put your traffic over, then that's all they're trading on is a name and hype. That's it. The hype machine is going. Why doesn't the hype machine see Bitcoin Cash? Why don't any of these brilliant celebrities see the other coins that are out there? Well, they are talking about Dogecoin. But that's yeah, not- oh, good. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I made money when they pumped Doge, you okay. know? I didn't make money. The church made money. I've right. taken a bow of poverty. But the... Uh, but the but uh, you set up the trading on behalf of the church. Uh, yes, yes. I, I am the trader. So yeah. in, my, in, in my function as lowly employee of the church, I did make a bunch of money, mm-hmm. but I made it for them. Right. Um, but, the, uh, but the thing is, it's... Uh, it's not it's it's there's nothing technically new about dogecoin no you know it's not uh, remarkable in any way except that it yeah. was a good joke bitcoin sv has good things about it but the developers just need to do what satoshi would have done and fork it mm-hmm. to get the stink of that right character off it just fork it. Let him Craig have Wright, that guy fork, who... and let him be the only one on that. I'm fork. trying to answer all of your questions, Angie, before yes. you're uh, you're <laughs> asking them. Craig I Wright. love having her here because yeah. it's 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 perfect. Because and I want to know can, about Dogecoin. I can say it. She can know not know what I mean. Just and, because and I was told it. that it was it started as a scam. Can you explain <laughs> no, that to me? No, or I don't like think a, it was a scam. No, it started as a joke. Can you explain how that happened? Uh, well, basically, have you seen the picture of the dog? Yes. That's some funny crap. That's all. Um, <laughs> That's it. They named. They named See, it after the now dog. you get it. <laughs> okay, so listen for listeners that don't know, uh, the dog that you're referencing is a Shiba Inu, and it has you know it's been one of these Bit- or not Bitcoin. I think it was related to Bitcoin initially. It was just a meme. It was one of the various uh, different meme images on the internet, and this uh, this dog is referred to as Doge. D o g e. Because misspelling is funny. Yeah, and and it was just this cute, <laughs> silly photo of this dog that somebody said, "Hey, let's make a coin and call and it." And the Doge dog coin. looks like he's laughing at you. He yeah, really he really. I know. I've seen like, him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they put his face on, you know, like an image of a coin or or whatever, and. And I think that didn't the Dogecoin guys buy like a race car sponsorship at one point or something like that? Could be. They've actually done amazingly well. And they kind of prove my point that when the blockchain space is becoming commodified, you don't have to do anything special to have some value. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But you would have to do a lot special to be worth $40,000 a coin. Well, I mean, even you know? Dogecoin. I'm not saying that, that Bitcoin is completely broken. It's mostly broken, mm-hmm. mostly because it's overused. Yeah, it's super slow. And, you know, we need to get the 999% of that traffic off of mm-hmm. the one road that can't carry it and onto the 999 roads that can. Well, considering Dogecoin really was just a joke, it had actually broken into the top 10 of cryptocurrencies this week. Right now, it's sitting at number 12, uh, ranked by market cap, and it's right below Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash, number 11. Bitcoin Cash is back above it, though, because it was above Bitcoin Cash for a little bit. It was for a little bit, and so they're sort of neck and neck right now. Uh, You can go to CoinGecko.com to see that. We got time for you if you want to join us here. Another thing, since we're explaining things tonight, another thing that people might not know is uh, Dogecoin is much cheaper than Bitcoin Cash, yes. but its market cap is um, is almost the same size because there are a great many Doge out there. Yeah, there apparently are 128 billion and change Doge right now. And there's no limit to the number of Doge that can be created, unlike Bitcoin, okay. uh, where Bitcoin million. has a limit and Bitcoin Cash has a limit uh, at 21 million. Bitcoin so. Cash is the real Bitcoin. Yeah, Dogecoin is is the definition of an inflationary currency. They can just keep on yeah. going and going. But and that's going okay. It will never make them a billion dollars, but they'll carry plenty of traffic. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Talk live, open phones as always. If you want to join us here, we're talking about everything from cryptocurrency to cell 411 emergency alerts and uh, Facebook, or rather Twitter, banning somebody sort of on behalf of Facebook. Somebody cornered a Facebook executive outside his home, the, uh, the guy from, or one of the guys from Project Veritas, and now they've been taken down from Twitter as a result of that. So if you want to comment on any of those things or bring something else up entirely, you're welcome to do that. Our number here is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. And nobody. And Angie. So we've been discussing, as I said, uh, cryptocurrency was the last topic. And in fact, I actually had some Bitcoin-related news here tonight. Uh, all the big boys are now jumping on board with Bitcoin. Isn't that interesting that that's Finally. what they're announcing? Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting? See, I that's one of the reasons that I think that's being pumped and dumped right now. Is, really? Yeah. I mean, well, I predicted it was like 2014. Mm. I said on the air that one of the techniques that the Federal Reserve would use against Bitcoin is pumping and dumping it to make it look unstable. Mm-hmm. And that if we knew that was coming... We could drain the energy out of that attack by basically uh, keeping um, keeping a balance between what we have in crypto and, and what we have in dollars and holding enough dollars when crypto is going up to basically buy twice as much. Uh, if and when, when it, it if and when it falls, because the tricky part is you don't know when it's going to fall. Like how high are they going to push right. it up this time? We have and no idea. You don't know that. And so what I do is I keep my uh, I uh, or for the church. This is the church's trading stra- uh, mm-hmm. strategy. This is the way of the hand at the moment. Uh, basically, I have it set up so that I have five bags 
Um, I have a bag of Bitcoin uh, BTC. I have a bag of BCH, uh, ETH, several other coins. Uh, mostly the big boys, Litecoin, I think, mm-hmm. and maybe one other. Um, definitely one other. I can't remember what it's in now. Mm. But but anyway, the uh, um, so on a daily basis, I average my holdings across all of those uh, those bags. So whatever is spiking at the moment flows out into other coins. Mm. And then when it craters later, I buy more of it back than mm. I held before the spike. And, and you're automating this, right? You've got uh, yeah, a, this, you've is, got this is an automated process. It's something like a computer program does it, but I sit there and watch the to program sure run right. and yeah. make sure it gets it right, and I'm always hacking on it. Mm-hmm. So this is what it does at the moment. That's cool. But basically the idea is if the market is too volatile, okay, then what you want to do is you want to, to uh, create pools of liquidity. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so and basically what you do is you turn you turn volatility into profit Mm. um, by just putting liquidity there and letting it interesting, letting it spread out. So uh, let me give you some news here that's worthy of pointing out that, uh, you know, things are starting to change as far as how how these big bankers and big money companies, old money companies are are talking about Bitcoin and actually and only Bitcoin. Yes, correct. And well, no, we'll get into some. There's something that may involve more than Bitcoin here in just a moment. But, ETH? Uh, I'm not going to say. I don't know okay. yet. Uh, but what we've seen over recent weeks, I would say, it's not even, you know, maybe recent months, nothing sooner than like the end of 2020, uh, was when PayPal came on and it was like once PayPal opened up. Oh, I was so happy to see them. Are you being facetious? (laughs) Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. (laughs) PayPal has been lackluster in its feature set that they've they've uh, they've launched when it comes to purchasing bitcoin the number one feature that they need to have that they don't is the ability to actually withdraw the bitcoin so you can quote unquote buy bitcoin on paypal but you can't actually withdraw it from paypal it just stays in your paypal account stays in the paypal account and so there's no way to really prove that you actually have bitcoin because you just have to take their word for it so it it may be fake. Well, you Bitcoin. can sell it back to uh, back PayPal. to PayPal at whatever price they specify. That's right. With they're a monopoly, and when you buy it, they're a monopsopy, which is a sole seller. Oh, okay. Um, so, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, monopsopy is sole buyer. Mm. Uh, monopoly is sole seller. Oh, okay. I did um, not know that. Yeah. The. Uh, so yeah, you have to buy at the price they want. If they change their price to a penny. For per Bitcoin, guess what? Nothing you can do about it. You'd sell out at a penny or hold a penny in assets, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, the odds are they're not going to go that far with it. But the yes, you're odds right. Are they can they do will, what they want. The, the odds are they will screw you slowly and gently. Yeah. Um, They'll so probably you come put a back fee. for another one. Yeah. But it's you're still getting screwed yeah they're gonna hit you likely with a fee <laughs> later on if they want to but anyway uh the, the fact that paypal came on board did push the price of bitcoin up or it seemed to coincide with the price of bitcoin going up and it does it did seem to get the attention of some other major players we reported recently that visa is now planning on integrating cryptocurrencies somehow and allowing their merchants to receive bitcoin it's not real clear what that's going to mean but they have 
put out an announcement, and sure enough, their competitor, MasterCard, according to Coindesk.com, is now planning to give merchants the option to receive payments in cryptocurrency later this year. Now, that says in cryptocurrency. That's right. Are they going with something non-Bitcoin? It's not clear yet. Okay. Uh, but according to Because s- that would mean something. My prediction is that the big banks are all going to jump on either B- uh, BTC mm-hmm. or ETH. Neither of which would be a good choice for no, settling payments. Uh, Why but, would ETH that, not be a good choice? The fees are about as bad as Bitcoin, sometimes worse. Okay. There's Bitcoin. nothing wrong with the ETH blockchain. And that stands for Ethereum, by the way. Uh, it, it's just that there need to be 10 of them so they can run all the programs that, that people need run. Okay. But because there's only one ETH blockchain, it's always jam-packed with programs and the uh, and so basically the fees are sky high. Yeah, it's not meant to be a money system. I mean, it can be used as money, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Ethereum, for listeners that aren't familiar with it, it's the number two crypto by market cap right now and has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a programming interface, basically. It's a way to run software. Mm-hmm. It's a virtual machine is what it is yeah. that, that, okay. that your programs run on top of. Yeah, and you have to pay fees in order for your program to run basically, because you're using other people's computers, essentially, okay. to, to run that program. And so that has resulted in... you can in have a, programs running that nobody knows who wrote them. Nobody knows where they came so from. So where do the fees go? Uh, to the miners. The, uh, okay. Yeah, they go to the miners. Uh, they can also go to the uh, go to the smart contracts, which are what they call the little programs that run on it. Right. So that's what Ethereum is. It's a way for people to do other things besides money, with uh, cryptocurrency. Okay. And Which also says that it should not be taxable. No doubt. It's uh, not money. So, anyway, MasterCard is looking to give merchants the option later this year to receive payments in cryptocurrency. According to a source familiar with the matter, the functionality will see MasterCard customers' digital currency payments settled in crypto at participating merchants, a first for the financial giant. The So, it's not clear if they're actually going to accept cryptocurrency payments at the point of sale as much as they are offering to settle to the merchants in cryptocurrency, which is an interesting option if that's what they're talking about. Meaning that if you're a merchant and you accept MasterCard, that any uh, person that comes in and swipes their MasterCard and pays you with dollars, you may be able to tell MasterCard, hey, I'd rather have that in Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or whatever it is the options are that they decide to, to make available, which would essentially mean MasterCard would become a cryptocurrency dealer. Yep. And they would hold it. You're still spe- spending 3%, and the same thing could be mm-hmm. implemented as a wallet with an interface to Cash App. Sure. You know, it's uh, or USDT. Uh, the thing about Cash App is it in turn has a has an interfa- has a nexus with the uh, Mastercard, the Mastercard and Visa system, so it makes it easy to get money out of it through right. your ATM. They're actually tied into the ATM, and system. that's why people pay three percent to Mastercard because it gives them access to all of the Mastercard holders, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. So mm-hmm. uh, you know they're not going away anytime soon. And it's interesting here that they're doing this now. According to CoinDesk, the company has not yet disclosed which digital currencies it intends to support or where this will be available, but the details shed new light on their CEO's quarter four pledge to integrate digital currency payments, quote, directly on our network, unquote, in a move for the new chief in his first earnings call. Previously, MasterCard supported... that's a use for the Lightning Network. Okay. Basically, 
they could have all of the money that gets paid in goes into their lightning node. Mm -hmm. They're keeping the books behind the scenes. But then when you pull Bitcoin back out, it comes out of the same bag it went into. You could also use it to run a digital uh, casino. 603-283-6160. In other news, the nation's oldest bank in the United States is also now jumping into cryptocurrency. We'll tell you about that coming up, and you can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. I'm sorry if I... Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website, all put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open as always here as we kick off the second hour of the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, it's Ian. Pope Nobody of the Church of the Invisible Hand. And Angie. (laughs) Indeed. So, again, 603-283-6160. We've been talking about things uh, related to Bitcoin, but that's not the only thing we can talk about here on Free Talk Live. It's just that... We can talk about COVID, too. Yeah. I do have something related to COVID. I knew you uh, would. But I, I'd really, you know, it's you like never the least disappoint important. me. <laughs> Here, here's the headline for you. Uh, at uh, UC Berkeley, they are now banning outdoor exercise. So, Good oh, wow. Lord. Due to COVID. Oh, my God. See, my so. the veins in my legs are collapsing because I've <laughs> been spending so much time sitting in that damn chair. I got no muscle tone left in my buns. Yeah, no good. It's crazy. No good. Now they're telling people, they how many of us do they want to kill? Well, you're not on the UC Berkeley campus, so you don't have to worry about it. But it's just an example well, of not, how insane, people. yeah, how There's insane people this there. is going. I, 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 sh- I would like to encourage them to leave uh, if they're allowed to even leave at this point. Don't the, let the your schooling interfere with your education, boys yeah. and girls. Get out there. Get on Get the out, internet. Out Everything <laughs> you want to know is there. So uh, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here, but some of the big news is that MasterCard now announcing that businesses later this year that accept MasterCard will somehow be able to accept cryptocurrency. Not real sure exactly what that's going to look like, but that's what they're talking about. Uh, Also, America's oldest bank now getting into crypto as well. Let's talk first, though, to David in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I need you to straighten me out. I was just listening to a radio station out of Arizona and some uh, expert know-it-all, Bubba Guido, said that Bitcoin is not backed up by anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to set that Bubba Guido on a radio station in Arizona straight as to whether he is an expert or not an expert. Well, What's a Bubba Guido? Is that like a redneck that's just Mexican? A slur. It's just a slur. Let it go. <laughs> the, redneck uh, Italian? The, uh, yeah. It, uh, the bottom line is Bitcoin is backed up by exactly one thing. Bitcoin is backed up by its ability to process transactions. What you actually spend Satoshis on 
is sending transactions. So that is where the value of Bitcoin comes Satoshi from. Satoshi is the smallest unit of a Bitcoin. It is, what is it, one one millionth or something like that of, of a Bitcoin? Here comes my shipment from Mr. Dictionary. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> well, you got to understand, there's people out there oh, listening yeah, that I know. don't know I love what that you do it, because I always don't, don't do that. About. I'm sorry, what was the uh, question? Is the Satoshi, is it one one millionth of a Bitcoin? Uh, I believe it's one one hundred millionth. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's ten to the eighth. Yeah, there's a um, lot of zeros there. It's the yeah. smallest unit of accounting for, for the Bitcoin. That's yeah, so is. these things, when, when people say, you know, oh, a Bitcoin costs $40,000, well, BTC shouldn't because BTC sucks. But, the, but it uh, does. 48000 uh, right now. Yeah, but, the, uh, but it, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can... Uh, you can send a tiny, tiny fraction of a Bitcoin, one one hundred millionth. Yeah. So basically, right. David, the uh, the answer is the Bitcoin is backed up by the 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 strength of the Bitcoin network, which is a decentralized. Mm-hmm. Uh, distributed network with thousands of nodes all around the planet mm-hmm. and they even though it's slow they do provide and expensive yeah. they do provide reliable mostly transactions yeah. meaning that if you send the bitcoin mm-hmm. it likely will get to where it's supposed to go and the only reason i say likely these days is because if you send too small of a fee it may literally sit for weeks and weeks and weeks so you yeah. don't so wanna, i'll keep so- you posted daily on my donation coming in my tenth of a bitcoin well we checked it during one of the earlier breaks like within the last hour and it still hasn't confirmed oh i figured it wouldn't yeah. have i'm yeah. curious to see how long it takes but that but that's what it's you know why it's valuable is because there's it'll get your payments to where it's supposed to go over Eventually. the entire planet the other the good news is the other cryptocurrencies that are like bitcoin will mm-hmm. do it instantly or near instantly i mean they'll, they'll get it done within 10 minutes or less yeah uh in most right. cases for less than and a cent a, yeah fraction of a penny yeah. fraction of a penny so, why do you pay 30 dollars to do something that you could do for a fraction of a penny because you don't know any better that's why it's true well so, i'm i'm so, here to teach and to preach so <laughs> so Bitcoin is indeed backed up by something very, very, very significant yes. as opposed to nothing. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. It is significant to have thousands, I think over 10,000 the last time I saw um, of these nodes existing on the Internet. That, that, the significance of that means that it cannot be stopped. It cannot be taken down by any of the world's governments. So there's some real protection. There's some real security in using it. And, and it's also secured by crypto, uh, cryptography mm-hmm. as well. So it's uh, very, very secured by good math. Uh, so it's, okay, it's basically right. unhackable and unstoppable. But well, good. Well, that's, that's exactly what I would have told Bubba Guida if he would listen to me. But since he wouldn't listen to me, I thought maybe he would listen to you in Arizona. All right, David. Thank you, got you uh, for the call. something against Italians, bro? I don't know, man. Thanks for the call. <laughs> I think I'm part Italian. I'm a mutt. 603-283-6160 is our number. And again, MasterCard now announcing that they are going to be allowing businesses, merchants, to accept cryptocurrency. It sounds like they may be settling transactions uh, in cryptocurrency, which will be interesting. I'm guessing that what they're going to do is to liquidate the uh, the cryptocurrency for use and dollars to the merchants and keep the Bitcoin for themselves. Well, I don't it's a know because way to buy into that market, as CoinDesk points out here, uh, they are they've supported previously limited cryptocurrency th- transactions through its crypto card partners, Wirex and Uphold. 
but those programs only cover payments, not settlement. The coins are converted to fiat currency well before reaching the merchant. The new initiative promises to upend that dynamic among store owners and businesses who opt in. They will be able to conduct their business beyond the bounds of the fiat, which means government money, ecosystem, assuming, of course, their customers have crypto they're willing to spend. Ah, okay. So so we thought maybe that they were going to be converting to crypto, but now it sounds like they may actually allow customers to pay with crypto, which would, would require a significant change in their point-of-sale systems. I mean, these things are d- designed... No, not at all. All they do is they could do this same thing that uh, that AnyPay does, basically bill you in dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, AnyPay doesn't do it this way, but uh, basically what they do is you send your your crypto to them. Mm-hmm. It goes into a custodial wallet, okay. And whenever you make a sale, okay, they take some Bitcoin out of your wallet, put it in their wallet, and then pay the vendor in dollars. Yeah, but that's not what they're talking about here. The And again, this may just be well, coin... Well, the other thing dis- they could do is then pay the vendor. The vendor, they've got a liability to the vendor mm-hmm. once they've moved your coin into their wallet. If their agreement with the vendor says they settle it with him in coin, then they would settle it with him in coin. But it still doesn't have to be denominated in crypto. Think of any pay. It's the same yeah, process. No, I, I understand what you're saying. They denominate the price in dollars. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Obviously, the the vendor is uh, the the merchant is likely going to have a dollar price on the shelf. But the way this story is making it sound, and they're just citing a source, so they don't have any official mm-hmm. statement from Mastercard. So it's somewhat speculative, but it makes it sound like they may actually accept cryptocurrency payments from customers and later on offer to settle in cryptocurrency to the merchant. We'll see how this pans mm-hmm. out. Uh, they, it's a, they say it's hardly a safe bet, given the buy-and-hold mantra pervading the world's largest cryptocurrency. Uh, that The source pointed out that most Bitcoin buyers primarily treat their coins as investment vehicles and not payment tools. And the source mm-hmm. underscored there's no guarantee MasterCard's crypto settlement initiative will even support Bitcoin. Instead, cryptos will be evaluated against MasterCard's 2019 Principles for Blockchain Partnerships Framework. Oh, released that's in the, worth reading. Released in the wake of MasterCard's Libra exit. Remember when they were involved with the Facebook coin? Yeah. And they left? The Facebook coin. Mm-hmm. So they came out with these principles around then. The document places it, emphasis on stability, consumer protection, and regulatory compliance in vetting potential partners. Does MasterCard invest in Blockstream? They do. They do. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was both of them or now, not. Now, what is Blockstream? Uh, okay. Blockstream is a company that employs some of the uh, Bitcoin legacy uh, coders and uh, or Bitcoin uh, BTC coders. And those, they were the ones who pretty much insisted that the uh, obvious fix to capacity expanding the block size not not happen. happen. Yep. So Mastercard was sort of behind that, which is interesting. There's more coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And bring up anything that you want. We're talking about some of these old money companies like MasterCard jumping into the Bitcoin universe, apparently. MasterCard it's announced a drop. 
It may be, but uh, ultimately, <laughs> I think it's going to be good for the prices of all cryptos. Because, look, the fact is, even though we, you and I, nobody, we agree that Bitcoin BTC, the original mm-hmm. Bitcoin, is less than useful. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, we have our critiques that I think are entirely valid about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to continue to bid the price up, likely, for some amount of time. And that's only going to result in the other they, cryptocurrencies also going up. So everybody's going to win. Will. I mean, eventually, you know, what's going to happen is people are going to come in through buying Bitcoin. They're going to they're gonna make money from Bitcoin. They're going to get excited about it. And they're going to start reading. And then they're going to find out that there are all these other tools that do the same job better. Mm -hmm. And that money, so eventually it will reach an equilibrium where the number of people entering from dollars is equal to the number of people who are leaving to to other uh, other coins. And... uh, you know, and then eventually, I think it will it will start falling, and it will be completely subsumed or mostly subsumed by uh, the other coins. And I if thi- people start to actually try to use Bitcoin, they will realize its failure. But uh, the thing but is, then- why wouldn't you? When Visa costs you three percent, the laws of economics say sooner or later somebody's going to take the more efficient route, and as more people take the more efficient route, it's what I say about. You know, the thing is, maybe they'll keep buying and holding Bitcoin because they're because they think that seven second seven transactions a second are is going to become valuable. But they most people uh, don't know that about Bitcoin. Yeah, most people don't. Yeah, Bitcoin can perform seven seven transactions per second. But at the same time, when they're trying to monetize their web app or when they're trying to monetize their program. Uh, their their Android app, you know, they're not going to build Bitcoin into their micropayment system. It's not going to be it. there. You can't have a micropayment exactly. With it's impossible. So By they the way, have to do all of that on systems, not Bitcoin. And the sooner people figure that out, the better. So with you tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And nobody Bonnie. Nobody tells the truth. And Bonnie, you're sitting in for Angie. She had to step away due to some family. Oh, uh, I was going to yeah. say that hair color makes you look ten years younger. Oh, my God. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to uh, your phone calls here. CW is on the line in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. CW. Hey, howdy. I don't know why Dave didn't want to say KTOX in 1340 uh, Needles, California. That's the greatest station in Arizona. That's where we pick you guys up from. Now, wait a minute. Dave lives in, uh, in New Mexico. I know, but he's a KTOX rat. He always listens to KTOX. Oh, really? So, he so us up, you know. who is the Bubba Guido he was referring to? He kept I saying think, that. I think Bubba Guido's, I think, a local guy that calls in KTOX, and I think he might be a Mexican hipster that's from uh, SoCal. Okay. He, I think he probably has dreadlocks is what I think, too. Wow, a dreadlocked Just, Southern California <laughs> Mexican, hi- hipster. Mexican hipster. Does he actually yeah. use? Does he call himself Bubba Guido, or is that how? He does Dave, not. Is that a he's slur? Ne- it sounds. He's kind never of said slur. his well, name. Guido so is usually a slur against Italians. Yeah, I thought it was Italian. Slur now. Hold on, I mean, everybody's that, talking at once here. What's that? CW. Sorry, I said he's never said his name, so we don't know his name on air. But he sounds like a Mexican hipster with dreadlocks. I swear okay. to God. And he he had called in today to ask about Bitcoin. Oh no, yeah, he was talking about Bitcoin, like what backs it, but and then he also brought up a uh, gold back. 
Really? Because Goldback isn't that all? Isn't Goldback backed by gold? That's actual. They are gold. gold. They don't have to be backed. Correct. You're talking about the gold back, which is yeah, a physical yeah. currency, an actual exactly. one one thousandth of an ounce of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very beautiful product, and I highly recommend people learn about these things. They're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he brought that and, up versus, versus having some digital currency. You have something that's actually a precious metal that might be reliable in the future yeah. versus cool. crypto. Both both have their place, and I keep, you know, I talk about my about the church's crypto holdings. I don't usually talk about the church's metal holdings that much, but I keep amount an amount in uh, in in metal that is, you know, more than I have in any one uh, cryptocurrency, and that is that is another another thing. Uh, there's also the GB two which is eventually coming, and that is a gold-back-backed currency so that <laughs> you can send gold-backs back and forth, uh, you know, as you're buying cups of coffee, but then you settle it with physical gold-backs. And I think that the Bitcoin was the very first of the cryptocurrencies, and so the fact that it could be a cryptocurrency was enough for it to sell. But... Eventually, what I expect, because the cost of, tran- of doing the transactions is such a small pro- small cost usually, or a small part of the of the cost of actually doing the transaction, of actually providing mm-hmm. the service that's that's bought. I would expect that most current cryptocurrencies, except the privacy coins, and possibly including the privacy coins, will eventually be uh, silver or gold backed. Um, stable coins. Hmm. That's my guess. I'm not an advisor. I'm a programmer. What do I know? Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into the gold back, and I'm gonna see what's up with that because precious metal just seems like the way to go. Thanks, well, CW. Keep your eye out for the GB two because you can have your cake and eat it too. Thanks for the call, CW. I appreciate it. There's there's just gonna be some people who who can't really see the value in in cryptocurrencies, even though mm-hmm. the price is shooting up, and even though all these companies are coming on board and they're announcing support of it, and it seems more and more obvious that cryptocurrencies are going to be with us for the rest of our lives. You know, given that you know yeah. we don't have a huge EMP and everything that's electronic shuts down uh there's pretty much or no other the government way. hits the internet switch well even if that happens we can still uh put up our own internet we can still do mesh networks and things like that True. that can that can remedy and that problem we'll need it because by the time they do that they'll be controlling the whole economy and people will have to buy stuff on the agorist market to keep from starving so uh, anyway, that's I, I think it is important for people to look into because you know if you can't wrap your mind around cryptocurrency, it's easy to wrap your mind around a gold back. It's one one thousandth yeah. of an ounce of gold. It's beautiful. It's obviously you know the real deal. It's flattened out like a bill. Yep, it's beautiful. It's just so and, incredible. And for that reason, I say there's there will always be a role for uh, precious, for metal. precious metal backed uh, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. because the thing is. Uh, it's very, it's wonderful to buy and sell in silver. Mm. It's horrible to clear in it. What does that mean to clear? Uh, to clear, to clear the transactions. That means to when the money actually travels from buyer to seller. Mm-hmm. Now, the way they cleared transactions back in the day is they had big crates of gold in the basement of the Federal Reserve Bank, 
And when a bank would transfer money to another bank, they would take a sticker off one bar of gold or one box of gold and put it on a put a new sticker on it, and that signified the change of ownership. That was clearing. And that's basically what goes on in the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, stickers yeah. move around. It's just there's no there there. Yeah. 603-283-6160. Free <laughs> Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As always, you're invited here to join us. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. We've uh, once again found our way into discussing alternative currencies it's a bit of a uh, what a shock! Yeah, it's a bit nobody of a f- comes on. We're talking crypto. Yeah, it's a bit of a favorite uh, discussion here, and I, I had a few interesting stories related to that here tonight. Now, if you want to join us, you can. And by the way, you want to learn about Bitcoin? You're sitting here wondering, you know, what are these guys talking about? What's this Bitcoin stuff all about? I've heard a thing or two about it, but if you don't know anything, well, get to know it by going to Bitcoin.com. And click on Get Started right there at the top of the page. They'll give you some videos that you can watch. If you just watch the first one, you will become more informed than probably 80% of the population out there. Maybe 90%. Uh, of the, Maybe 95%. Because how many of these people who are actually buying Bitcoin even have done the basic research to know what it is that they're getting into? They just heard a thing. Oh, they heard yeah. this thing's worth money. They heard it's going up in value. Get the thing. Numbers go up. Yeah, speculators' opinions don't mean anything, Mm. or not very much. Good good investors know what they're doing. Speculators do what they're told, which means they buy when everybody buys, and they sell when everybody sells, and they lose. And I'll give you an example of somebody that bought some Bitcoin. I got a phone call today. I run on behalf of the church, uh, the Shifrey Church, a few Bitcoin vending machines here in New Hampshire. And one of them's out in Manchester at a place called Murphy's Tap Room been there for years and a guy calls me up today he sounds youngish you know he sounds like maybe he's in his 30s or something like that and maybe like an indian kind of name indian uh, like uh you know middle eastern sound and he said he bought some bitcoin at the vending machine and normally when somebody calls about a vending machine issue it's something they're having right then there's a problem you know the machine's down or it's not working right or something it rarely happens but every now and then machines break right but this guy said he bought Bitcoin a few years ago at the machine, and he asked me if I could help him find the Bitcoin. And I said, well, if you bought Bitcoin, you must have had a wallet in which to send the Bitcoin to. Because if you go to the machine and you tell the machine you want to buy Bitcoin, it won't let you put money in until you show it a Bitcoin wallet. Right. That it, can it would have no Bitcoin way of to. completing right. the transaction. So I said to him, well, 
what was the wallet you were using at the time? Do you remember what what wallet it was? And he didn't seem to have any idea about what a wallet was or anything like that. So Somebody told him it went in one ear and out the other. That's e- It can happen easily if there's nothing in between. So I asked him, I said, well... Was there a, was there a third party involved in this purchase? Meaning, were you buying Bitcoin on behalf of someone else? And he admitted that, yes, there was somebody else that he was told to go and pay them with Bitcoin. Now, I forget what the reason was. It could have been a scam. Who knows what it was? It sounds like a scam, and it sounds like he's trying to scam the scammer and get his coin back. Well, it's too late. I told him, look. Yeah, I know. It's not going to work. I told him, hey, man, whoever that person was that... They got your Bitcoin. Okay. So you didn't even, this guy didn't even know what a wallet was, but yet he successfully purchased Bitcoin. So that's the, the level of ignorance that I'm talking about here. There are literally and people out there. This is why we don't give monkeys guns. <laughs> so, right. There's literally people out there that have purchased Bitcoin and do not know how they did it. They don't know what happened, they have yeah. no idea where it went. That's, well, also, it's Murphy's tap room. Maybe mm-hmm. he was drunk when he did it. Maybe somebody carefully explained it to him. I don't think and so. And it just went out the other ear. Well, Probably happened on he, the internet, I'm not right? saying no. he understood, but maybe he thought he understood at the time. Most of the people who go there are not there to drink. They go to purchase Bitcoin, and they leave. To Murphy's tap room? Yeah. They go there. No, the, per- the people who buy Bitcoin there. Most of them are just there to buy Bitcoin, and they walk out. They oh. never even go into the actual See, I can venue. imagine like very easily if you're in a bar and you're drunk and something's going way up, you yeah. might buy some of it, and I don't know what I did. I bought some... I suppose I mean, that could it, happen, but no. It's, it's, it's certainly easier to collect than a tattoo. Um, <laughs> people do that when they're drunk all the time. So, in other Bitcoin-related news, the apparently America's oldest bank. I didn't know. I I saw the headline. I'm like, what's that? I didn't know which bank that was. Uh, the Bank of New York Mellon Corporation. Oh God, from the Carnegie Mellon Mellons, I suppose. Yeah, M E L L O N. Wow. They are the nation's oldest bank, and according to the Wall Street Journal. They are now making the leap into the market for cryptocurrencies. The custody bank said Thursday, that's today, that it will hold, transfer, and issue Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies on behalf of its asset management clients. How will it issue Bitcoin exactly? Because I don't think they can just issue Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I think that's the wrong word for what they will be doing. I hope it's the wrong word. I think that means if it's the right word, it. then they're talking about some Bitcoin-backed security, and I want no part of that. In time, BNY Mellon will allow those digital assets to pass through the same plumbing used by managers, other more traditional holdings from treasuries to technology stocks, using a platform that is now in prototype. The bank is already discussing plans with clients to bring their digital currencies into the fold. And they're saying digital currencies. Here's Roman Regelman, the chief executive of their asset servicing and digital business he said quote digital assets are becoming part of the mainstream unquote so again we don't know which digital currencies they're going to be utilizing but it sounds like it may be more than just the original bitcoin btc so again these are good Mm -hmm. developments last year in in 2020 uh the federal government stepped away from regulating uh, cryptocurrencies for banks, they made some statements. The I think it was called the Office of Comptroller of the Currency (OCC). Mm-hmm. They made a statement saying to banks, "Hey, look, you can you can have accounts with cryptocurrency. You can deal with cryptocurrency on behalf of your customers. 
you mm-hmm. can uh, what else did they tell banks? They told them that you know it was basically safe that they're not going to be attacked by the the federal government regulators no. over this. No, they're oh. going to attack the little guys. And they also told them, and you're right about that. But they also <laughs> told the banks that they could use stable coins as well to settle payments between banks. So mm-hmm. that could be really interesting if we actually see that. Now, again, it's well, not going to happen soon. Stable coins are the gold standard of passing currency back and forth it's just they used to be on paper mm-hmm. you know but you had gold and silver and it was passed back and forth between the banks warehouse receipts and warehouse receipts yeah. that's yeah. exactly what a stable coin is even right. peter schiff can understand that yeah for listeners that don't know a stable coin is a cryptocurrency token so it runs on a cryptocurrency like Ethereum, for instance, mm-hmm. but it's not Ethereum. It's a token on Ethereum. So it's one of those smart contracts you were talking about right. earlier. And each one of these stable coins is physically backed uh, by the thing that is backed by. So some of them are backed by dollars. Others are backed mm-hmm. by an ounce of gold or silver or whatever. So Yeah. And the, the thing is, if, uh, if the company that backed it the company that backed it now that it's going, if they they could liquidate themselves and leave the coin operating at value just by uh just by buying a lot of it back. Hmm. You know? It's uh the the it becomes like training wheels. It's not needed anymore, I believe. So it's a big step for Wall Street's back office banks whose concerns over regulatory legal and stability risks left them reluctant to come into direct contact with crypto markets. But as prices of Bitcoin and other digital assets have continued to rise, they have become more popular with asset managers, hedge funds and other institutional investors. And those firms' top executives started asking the Mellon Bank and their peers to treat digital assets as they would other holdings, according to their spokesperson. BNY Mellon isn't the first big-name financial firm to declare its interest in digital assets. Fidelity Investments announced a plan in October of 2018 to store and trade Bitcoin and Ether, which is Ethereum, as we discussed earlier, Mm -hmm. which is the second most uh, popular crypto, another digital currency, and a year later won regulatory approval to operate its crypto business in New York. But BNY Mellon's announcement marks the first time one of the big custody banks has unveiled a roadmap for treating digital currencies as any other asset, and the bank hasn't put limits on the kinds of digital assets that it will be allowing its clients to store there. They intend to offer these capabilities later in 2021. Wow. So with these kinds of announcements, it seems like Bitcoin once again will continue to rise. It's hard to say what will happen. Will but absolutely continue to rise. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but it seems like it's an upward trajectory continues here. There's more coming up, and you are welcome to join us. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live, you dial in, you bring up what you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, dating and COVID. We'll get into a completely different topic on the way with you in the studio and now tonight. for something completely different. It's Ian. And nobody. And Bonnie. All right, we're going to continue with your calls and thoughts. First up, he's Dave Ridley calling from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. 
Dave, my brother, uh, before you get started, I got a uh, present for you. I've got a hard drive with your entire corpus of videos on it that I downloaded from YouTube because you're in National Treasure and I didn't want to see your stuff get lost. Nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. That is awesome. Yeah, that would be that would be helpful because most of my copies of stuff, uh, most my copy of what's on Riddler Report is mostly on on DVDs. So. I know you in technology, and that's why I started with you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's anyway, up, I love you, brother. What's going on? Thanks, Rich. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know how there's this. Uh, you know how they say, you know, whenever you do anything original to fight the government, they well, you should just use the system, right? Well, here's what happened to Lori Ortolano in Nashua when she tried to use the system here in New Hampshire, hmm. uh, which is probably one of the least bad systems in the country. They but when she tried dog. to use it, they kicked her out of City Hall. Wow. I'm surprised they let her into City Hall. I mean, it seems like these government bureaucrats are closing down everything these they're days. They're circling the wagons. They yeah. know that they're starting some stuff that they're going to have to fight to defend sooner what or was later. She, what was she fighting back for? So she is like an investigator into the assessing process, and she tries to inform people mm. how assessing works and so forth. You mean like property values? Something like that, okay. yeah. She has a blog. I think it's good-gov.org. Hmm. Uh, the only good government is a dead government. So she, <laughs> as if there is such a thing. But she, right. um, yeah, she was just like, a, I guess she's uh, just been, they think she's just been there too much, asking too many questions, and they say she's harassing the, the employees, you know, by being there. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure they must have great video of her harassing the employees, right? Wow. What? They said the same thing about us. So this is what, Nashua City Hall? Is that where she went? Yes, she was issued a no trespass order for being in City Hall. Wow. We should all go down there in person and file Freedom of Information Act demands relating to that arrest. Well, Nashua yeah, is another, actually... The... That's another reason they were at, on her, because she was doing Freedom of Information stuff. Oh, yeah, they really don't like that, because then they actually have to reveal info, and it, you know, it always looks bad when they do that, because the truth is an ugly thing oh, when it comes to government. God, yes, the truth is like crazy. Kryptonite to government, and I don't think I don't think they're making some kind of COVID, you know, safety claim that you've got to, you know, be careful about COVID. I don't think that's they're not even make as best I can tell. They're not making a claim that that's why she couldn't be there. Was she it wearing was a mask? She was there asking questions was and she, stuff? Was she wearing a mask while asking questions? Do you know? I don't know. And unfortunately, again, this is the thing: you don't do this stuff and then fail to get video of yourself doing it, right? Apparently, <laughs> she, she did. She hasn't been video. She hasn't been videotaping her activities. I don't. That's think. a huge mistake. So she's what she's getting wrong uh, is what the guys that are uh, doing the First Amendment audits are getting right. Uh, Joa from the uh, Breaking the Flaw channel on YouTube, for instance, has been going around to various different town bureaucracies here in New Hampshire and recording video of his interactions, all of it. So he'll stream it live, actually, to YouTube, and it's like, you know, some of these videos are an hour plus long of him just walking around town halls and getting confronted by bureaucrats and such. And It would be interesting to combine the two and hire him as a videographer for her. Yeah. yeah that would be interesting. Um, but <laughs> so she can also it, learn to do it uh, herself. Yeah, I've got, I've got the URL. She's at good-gov.org. 
But I think you're better off just Googling her name. It's Lori Ortolano Nashua. And the un- she's done a good job of getting positive coverage in the union leader. So she's getting that part right. Well, I good. think the, the the URL sounds easier to remember than that last name. Good-gov.org, you said? Yeah, but there's not much there. Oh. I mean, it's just like information on how to do Nashua assessment. You I know, see. it's really boring. Mm. But but it, but if but if you if you Google Lori Ortolano, then you'll you'll find the articles about all the craziness that she's been through just to, to you know just to be in city hall. And they've banned her from city hall for asking yeah, questions. Escorted her, escorted her out of the building. Wow. Do you have her uh, phone number, sir? Could you pass that to me offline? I don't have that. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. There you go. Ridley, anything else you want to share tonight? Thanks again for the hard drive, Rich. No problem. That will be forthcoming soon. Check him out at RidleyReport.com. He does videos frequently, uh, reporting from across New Hampshire, and uh, you do great work. Dave, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if Joa from Breaking the Flaw could team up with that lady. But ultimately, she needs to learn how to do it herself because Joa, is he lives up in the North Country. It takes him an hour okay. and a half just to go somewhere. Well, it you know? doesn't have to be Joa, but I completely disagree with this idea that activism should be done by one-man bands. Mm-hmm. I think that's insane. Uh, you know, activism, just like anything else, will benefit from specialization. You get, you need your activists. You need true, your camera true. people. One person cannot do both. I had like 15 people working for me when I was doing the 420 mm-hmm. rally, and that was a smallish event as events go. See, I'm used to doing everything myself. I know you are. I find that you, you can't could, rely on people to do anything uh, well, that you want to do th- right. That's why you give, give them money, and yeah. if you can't find people. But it's activism. You don't have money, typically, to, to give. Well, I have some money now. You, you have do some now, money now. But um, your typical activist does not. Well, your typical you know? activist doesn't, and that's why they're available for hire. Some of us have money. Some of us have time. None of us have both, because mm-hmm. those of us who have money have money because they spend their time making money. Mm-hmm. And so you need, we need to start Putting money from the moving money from the hands of people who have money into the hands of people who have time and getting the people who have that time out there doing what they do. And that's why people leave because they don't want to starve to death. Mm. We can't have that. Some of us are getting rich as hell off crypto and i'm doing much better than i was doing because of crypto and that's why i send money to these guys i hire people to do things for me we need to have real capitalism going on here show people what it looks like and capitalism is about specialization i mean you're not wrong in that way nobody but that said i don't think that it's it's wrong to encourage someone to learn the basic yeah. activism skill of pointing a video camera at something yeah. if you're going to go Learn somewhere if you're going to loan or something and that's what she's doing she's going alone in and this is a bad idea it's right? a bad plan it's an a activist bad, alone is in bad company no doubt about it and and i know that there are activists in nashua i just don't know where they are i, I don't right. know how she could get in touch with them i don't know what they they i think what they have frank? a meetup maybe we should frank doesn't live there frank uh he lives in manchester oh. let's he, shut he down. grew up there Let's shut down Free Keen and start Free New Hampshire and start 
There's at, no reason to shut down Free King. Okay, it's been not, around not, since 2006. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's not and shut Free down Free King. And Free King did King, expand its, but, uh, its purview to include okay. New Hampshire, but every time I've added someone from some other area, they've never performed. They've never, yes. uh, with, that, with the exception of well, Derek probably J. probably at work. That's not my problem. Uh, if you've got something to do, if you're interested in reporting on a thing, I've brought people into Free Keen from Manchester and elsewhere, and they write like one blog, and then that's it. They're done. So, yeah. uh, you know, I love your idea, nobody, that's... but no one has done this successfully as of yet. There well, used nobody to be can free, do it. There used to be a free grafting <laughs> blog. That got shut down because the guy that ran it left town. Right. Uh, and that's really been the only other attempt. Yeah, and and that's free conquered with Garrity, and he did it too. Yeah, and and, and then he moved to Keene. That's that's why I say that we've got to uh, we we've got to professionalize the the movement somewhat. We've got to get just like every other nonprofit organization or movement. We've got to have donations coming in, and we've got to be paying the people on the ground because you can't spend your whole life doing something and not getting paid and doing. Uh, doing activism is not conducive to your day job, whatever your day job is. I'd like to say that the camera, if she had a camera on while she was doing this, it could have been kind of like the weapon that kept her from getting kicked out of the Absolutely. And she should camera. have a camera if she's going to do this alone. Right. I mean, does she have a phone? Like, she could use her phone. That's, yeah. that's what I'm suggesting. She could use yeah. cell 411. You don't have to do a crazy, you know, expensive video camera. Almost everybody has a phone, and almost every phone has a camera, you know? So yeah. you can do this. You just have to put it into yeah. into play. And it's hard to do it to have to be doing all the roles. It's much no easier doubt. if you've got a cameraman with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and that's I, why I do that for you, and you do that for me sometimes. Yes. Yeah, and that's why it helps to be around a group of activists and ask for help. If you're not willing to ask for help, then you better learn how to do it yourself because otherwise you're going to get pushed around there's more coming up here hour three next i've been told no in many different ways i give you an order and you're going to obey it you can do that and you have to leave here you cannot bring Simon to the rally walk with me well i'm i'm no i'm comfortable here actually whoa 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 hey 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 who do you think excuse me there is no video and audio allowed in this no, I have work today. This is doing going to make. Wait, no. Wait a minute. Whoa. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Why are you running from me? Because you're scared of property. What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? You're being served. What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. As always, you may join us here. The number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And uh, you can join us on our Matrix Chat server, where you can go to uh, chat.freetalklive.com to get step-by-step instructions on how to join the Matrix Chat server. And the Matrix Chat is different from, say, uh, other platforms like 
Discord. Matrix isn't like the other chat system. No, not at all. <laughs> In fact, it is open source, which means the programming is available for anybody that wants to go and audit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is polycentric, which means that there are multiple servers, probably thousands. I don't know how many mm-hmm. Matrix servers but there are. But you don't have to be poly to use it. Nope, absolutely not. Um, and it is free <laughs> to use, so you don't have to pay any kind of subscription fee. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's not free to run. You have to pay for a server somewhere, like, and we do that. So we don't have, you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about those costs. Uh, you can just join our server. And it actually mm-hmm. is uh, federated, which means it's connected to all these other centers, all these other servers that are running matrix Mm -hmm. and allows you to create your own channels you can moderate your own channels you can join the discussions that already exist on i think what two or three dozen channels on our server right now so head on over to chat.freetalklive.com and join the discussion cool system so uh let's see let's change gears here a little bit and get into the i do have a i said i had a covid story tonight and this is from cnn which is of course propaganda central dispatches from the land of the branch covidian cult yeah Uh, (laughs) and just to give you an idea of how bad this story is going to be the photograph that they're using as their headline photo here are two people wearing masks who appear to have, I mean, you can't really tell for sure because they're wearing masks, but they appear to be happy. The man has, like, squinty eyes. Uh, it's a man and a woman. That's racist. And uh, he's he's a white guy. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. That's not what he meant. You can't be racist, then. And, uh, <laughs> and they're doing the elbow bump thing, okay? Where the one elbow's con- sort of connecting with another elbow. Both arms are just one arm each? One arm. Oh. One arm. Yeah. So one arm each. They're sort of connecting with each other's elbow. Uh, and they've got masks on. <laughs> yeah. CNN reports here, and, it, uh, and by the way, Ian, nobody, and Bonnie in the studio tonight. Attentive lover, passionate about work, empathy in spades, facial hair. For months now, Sarah Jablow has a, it's a tough name. Uh, has a sought- not as tough as being a pretty girl with facial hair. <laughs> has has sought a hard-to-find combination of personality traits and prospective boyfriends. Now, however, after nearly a year of the COVID-19 pandemic... Oh, was that what she was looking for? I don't know. Okay, it's not what she has. They don't make that clear. Okay, that's important. That's that's an important. I don't know if this. I don't even know if this is a trans story or not. Now, I, I couldn't tell you. They don't clarify whether that's what she wants or what she has. But either way, uh, after nearly a year of the COVID nineteen pandemic, one elusive characteristic is beginning to transcend all others for her: vaccination status. It's not that she's picky. The thirty four year old winemaker from Napa, California, has been on about half a dozen. Zoom dates and several in real life dates since she ended her life. I just had this image of a jet zooming into Boston Harbor. Um. (laughs) No, it's much less exciting than that, I imagine. Uh, I know how awful any meeting is on Zoom. We attended one last night, actually, that Aria posted on her YouTube channel. Oh, yes. That wasn't a date, and it was awful, and I can only imagine how awful going on a quote-unquote date with somebody on Zoom must be. Well, are you going with geriatric Republicans? Because that's not going to help. That did make it a lot more boring. Now, she also says she did have several in-real-life dates since she ended her last long-term relationship in June. This time, however, the entire search is different. She received her first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine in late January, and she's looking for a partner who is either vaccinated or interested in getting vaccinated soon. And she's welcome to him. 
this is like, <laughs> I think like two years ago, I think it was Cosmopolitan had a story about like uh, iPhone users just being like, I just simply can't date someone uh, who has an Android. As soon as I find out they <laughs> mm-hmm. have an Android, it's a turn off. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have, uh, I mean, that's a great way to push people. They used that uh, in the anti-smoking campaign. They certainly use it in the anti-capitalism campaign. You mean only date people who are anti-smoking? Oh, yeah, people? yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, not not just do it, but... Uh, but let's write stories about that because that will make people who are insecure who do what we don't want them to do go, oh, I've got to stop doing this. You know, of course, there's a there's a non masky girl out there for, you know, for some of the guys who are not masky. Also. Right. Well, that's what I love about the masks is it's an instant filter. To filter out all of the cowards. I mean, you. Yeah. Now there are people wearing. It's masks. not always like that, though. I had this pretty little college girl come up and give me a big hug at a rally one time, mm-hmm. and and she's masked. Hmm. And I'm like, I I I wasn't going to give you a hug because you were because you were masked, right. and I thought you'd be scaring me. She said if I wasn't wearing this, and somebody from my college saw me, even off campus, oh I would be expelled. So I have to wear this mask. Well, I mean, it's still based out of fear, but it's yes. It's still based I mean, out of fear, but it's not irrational to be afraid be, to be kicked out of school. When it's they actually are out to get you. to be afraid of yeah. catching a cold. Yeah, when they actually are out to get you, then I, I, I get that. And that is the part of the problem with the masks is you can't, at a, at a glance, identify somebody who is doing it out of a legitimate concern about mm-hmm. like that or out of just some irrational fear. And that's why we do the bong ritual at the Church of the Invisible Hand to remind you to always question what you think you know. <laughs> Indeed. But if they put it on their dating profile, then you know you're dealing with a, a pro-masker. You know uh, you're dealing yeah, with Yeah, unless like they're that. wearing a mask that says, this is a useless mask, yeah. which I want to start selling. So Jablow, uh <laughs> says, it's all about the vaccine for me now. I'm pretty straightforward about it. I believe in science. And if someone isn't interested in the vaccine, or if they don't believe in vaccines in general, I'm done. Well, let me tell you something about science, sweetheart. Science says if you're going to take a drug, you test it first. You give it time. You find out if it works because you'll find out that there's been research done with vaccines. For example, a group of ferrets that were vaccinated and lo and behold, although they became immune to one strain of the disease, a different strain killed them dead. Mm. Well, now there's aren't there like 4000 covid um, variants or something like that? Exactly. So what happens is you have an allergic reaction and which is allergic reactions are always overreactions by your immune system you have an allergic reaction to the virus that's already making you sick and that makes you twice as sick it's, lovely and it can lead to anaphylactic shock among other things well so is that in her bio like on or is she just being interviewed for this article she is saying this is her most important thing on her various different dating profiles. Like this is her filter. She's being interviewed on that. Like that statement wasn't part of like her bio on her profile, right? It, 
from what I understand, that it is. So oh, that well, she's that, that information is almost almost certainly there because I've seen it on a lot of. Oh, show I have files. to. I I made a Tinder and I added like girls and boys just so that I could oh, try to find. Nice. No, it was just so I could try to find <laughs> weed in Manchester, which is like impossible. I don't know why it's so easy to do that with like Tinder and Grindr. This was before you met cities. us in Keene, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I saw stuff like. <laughs> Um, social distancing only and stuff like that from some, but only girls. It only looked like mm-hmm. girls had stuff like that. Well, guys don't want to be distant and, you know, past a certain point, you can't really social distance. Mm-mm. Well, they've got recommendations for sex too, dude. Yeah. I'll tell them where they can put their recu- yeah. recommendations. And I think that would qualify as sex. <laughs> um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she says uh, that uh, she's pretty straightforward about it. She only, she believes in science. As though the science was settled, I suspect. Oh, the science is settled. The science is always settled. If they put a label on it that says vaccine, it cannot possibly have any side effects. The science is settled. I am the law. (laughs) I am the law. She is not the only vaccinated single person looking for, quote-unquote, safer dating these days. We'll tell you more about matchmaking in 2021 in the world of covid uh, on the way. And if you are in the dating scene right now and you've dealt with this situation, you want to comment, please. Does it count if you're not dating anybody? 603-283-6160 if you've dealt with it. Uh, you can join us here or bring up whatever you want on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Talking about dating in the world of COVID. And yes, it is just as lame as it sounds. Well, just don't date COVIDians. Well, indeed, but it's, uh, it's of course, hard to find those because there aren't likely dating sites that exist for people who are skeptical of, uh, well, of no, the dating site for people who are skeptical is out in the world because they're the ones who aren't terrified and glued to their computers. That's a good point. Find people who are out walking around talking to people, have a party, open a bar. Yeah, not a bad idea, <laughs> although I'm easier gonna, said than done because most, most people uh, are not activists and so they're not willing to take a risk like opening a bar. You uh, got to fight for your right. To party. I agree, and that's why I threw a great party on <laughs> New Year's Eve, because I agree with uh, with that philosophy. Uh, so, with you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Bonnie. And uh, we're going to go to your calls and thoughts, starting out here with Lysander Knapp. He's on the line in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up? Hey your there, mind? brother man. Yeah, I made it back to Indiana nice and safe. Um, what I wanted to talk about More than we can say my... for the turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a uh, uh, hit done by New York State. Uh, they tried they to kill you with a me. turkey. That never happens. What happened with the turkey? <laughs> the, the New York State tried to kill him with one. I'm, I missed the story. I hit a turkey. It smashed my windshield. Ooh. <laughs> On the way back home? Because you were visiting here. Yes. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yikes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about my... Uh, uh, one-man protest I did at the uh, courthouse here in Pendleton, Indiana. Mm. And since you guys are talking about, you know, sometimes that's not a good idea. I did have my phone and I did record. Um, but uh, What I was it you were protesting? 
at the courthouse? Oh, it was the uh, it was right when they did the uh, stay at home order in Indiana. Oh, so this is months ago. Yeah, months okay. and months and months ago. Gotcha. Um, but I tried to get people to come out with me. I have a network of voluntarists in the states that is uh, network more like eight people, mm. but still. And that's over um, the whole state. Hold on, just to clarify, that's over the whole state of Indiana. That's pretty much. I mean, it's the Indianapolis area. Wow. Okay, there's more than that within a block of me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least yeah, you've so identified each other. I I, I tried getting them out. What was that, Bonnie? Oh, I said at least you identified each other. Yes, yes, You're we, stay do, there. we do know each other. And, but it was tough getting them out. I think a lot of them were just afraid of confrontation or uh, losing their jobs. Uh, oh because, I mean, I was getting yelled at standing out there on the street corner holding a sign that said, we are not subject. Free people disobey tyrants. Good. Wow, it's nice. a good sign. That's not even anything like somebody could say you're being bad i think they were afraid this is why i'm recruiting you bro i think they were afraid of losing their jobs not because of the content but because of simply uh going out like without a mask or something is that why they were afraid uh lysander just because they didn't want to be seen causing controversy you know i couldn't really get a good answer out of them it's just Mm. a lot of like excuses of why they couldn't show up weak at the very beginning i was scared of the disease because frankly i saw the footage coming out of china and it looked ugly, you know? It looked like a zombie film. Yeah. It did. I was scared, too. Me and my friend that I lived with at the time, we uh, saw news about it when it had only killed, like, nine people. And we were like, this is scary. And, and I remember telling my boyfriend at the time about, like, it being scary and saying, like, what was it? Oh, yeah, coronavirus. I was saying, like, that's going to be, like, what if it kills people and stuff? And he was like, no, it won't. And then he was one of the first people that I heard about getting it. Oh, and wow. did, it kill <laughs> did he die? No, he's fine. Okay. Are oh, you, are you glad he didn't die? Or? <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it didn't look like you were you. that excited that he lived. So, Lysander, <laughs> you went out there, you had a sign, you were all by yourself. What happened? Uh, I was, uh, I could have gotten that kind of a, I, I was speaking respectfully to uh, this person, but he was saying I was a trash human and. I, I, I was this wanted a government to, uh, worker? kill everyone on the street. Is this uh, a, no, it was just some passerby. Just a rando. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was trying to explain to him that he, he's doing work by trying to shut down these restaurants that I was standing in front of. Um, no, wait. I thought you were at the, the courthouse. The lack of, oh, yes, yes. I was in front of the courthouse. Our, our town, the courthouse is at a corner of a strip. It's okay. an old, like, 1820s uh, town. Gotcha. So everything's kind of in the central area. Um, but uh, that's one of the reasons that kind of got me uh, wanting to link up with nobody and Kirby to do this indie gun church is to create a uh, more um, focused network of people who are really serious about getting out and doing stuff. I love it. That sounds great. So uh, keep it up. So when you were out in front of the courthouse, you were protesting the stay-at-home order, basically, and it was just this one guy that gave you trouble. Was that the only worthy story? Um. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, there was a lot of people that you know drove by and gave me a thumbs down and mm. stuff like that. Uh, there was there was did you get thumbs up supported too? me as well. There were people who who did support me, so that was okay, good to good. see. But yeah. I just was it, it was disheartening that I couldn't get anyone to come out with me. I know, and that's I know why a lot of people do it alone is because just no one will join them. Yep.
That's why I moved to New Hampshire. I mean, uh, there was t- many a time, and, and to be fair to the activists down in Florida, there were some people who came out with me, but they were mm-hmm. usually the people that were my friends uh, that you know that I knew personally. But there were some that would would come out. But there was more than once where I was the only person, you know, doing a, a tax day protest out in front of the post office or whatever. Mm, yeah, and uh, it was just as soon as I heard the idea of hey, let's get multiple liberty minded people together in the same place. I'm like, oh. That's a no-brainer. I got to join. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, we have enough people. If, if we got all of the libertarians in America... We can't do that. ...into New Hampshire, but just pretend we did. 10% would be fine. Um, well, if we got all of the libertarians in, yeah. in, in America into New Hampshire, there is no question in my mind that we could defend it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so the question then becomes, what percentage do we have to get? What's the minimum that we need to defend it. Mm. And I think it's far fewer than all of the libertarians. Oh, yeah. I think you're probably right that 10% of That's the libertarians in American. I mean, it might be more than you can fit. I don't yeah. know how many libertarians there really are because there hasn't been a fair, fair election. That's true. Well, I'll say when oh, I was in the Middle East, there was a cell of like 600 fighters that held my entire battalion at bay. So, where yeah. was this? Sorry. Uh, when I was in Iraq, wow. in Fallujah. And how big's a battalion? About uh, ours was a battalion reinforced, so it was about fifteen hundred. And they had six hundred fighters, you said. Yeah, nice, roughly estimate. The Very militia good. has a huge exam a- advantage because they're always fighting at home. If they're not at home, they're not the militia. Thank you uh, for your call tonight, Lysander. Appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. There's real benefits to having people who love freedom in the same place together. Oh, yes. And we're, you know, we're scratching the surface just on this one issue. I would recommend people out there go and check out The 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. It's a great little hour-long documentary. You can go to 101reasonsfilm.com. You can watch it there. It's, it's half a decade old at this point, but it's still got a lot of really solid information in it, and it'll give you a taste of what it's like to be around more liberty-minded people than you could possibly know. That's how it is here. And activism's coming soon again. Activism has never stopped. Uh, There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. There are basically two types of advertising, direct response and branding. Radio is great for direct response with its low cost to listener ratio, but audio can't be beat for branding, which is a longer term endeavor. You want to be the first thing that someone thinks of when they think about your product or service. If you have a local business that you want kept top of mind in your community, call the station. If you need national reach, Free Talk Live's got around 200 radio stations, millions of monthly listening sessions, can suit all budgets, and if we don't think we're right for you, we'll tell you. Email me, mark at freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, the number if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up in just a few months from now, several months from now, uh, the summertime, second week in summer, you're going to want to join us if you can make it up to New Hampshire for Fork Fest 2021. It's going to be the fifth annual Fork Fest. What is Fork Fest? How would you explain it, nobody? Oh, well, Fork Fest is to Pork Fest as anarchy is to minarchy. Okay. Um, 
it, and pork take, fest is you the... take pork fest or pork fest, which is the original venerable camping festival of New Hampshire's anarchists and uh, and minarchists and libertarians, uh, and you just turn it up to eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. and and there you've got fork fest because there's nobody telling you you can't do this. There's nobody telling you. Um, nobody, you wouldn't do yeah. that. What? You wouldn't do that. No, nobody wouldn't do that. And that's the thing. <laughs> they gave the job to me. I'm supposed to control everybody. I'm not going to do it. And no one actually gave you a job because there's no one to give you the job in the first uh, place. Well, nobody hired me to do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> gonna. is where you can go to learn more about the event. It, uh, let's give you the dates for you here. June 28th through July 4th. Go ahead and mark your calendar now. And book your campsite. Uh, you can book your campsite, your hotel room, or your motel room, uh, the RV sites as well. This is a huge campground. It's the largest campground in New Hampshire, and it's a beautiful place to go. In fact, uh, I highly recommend you check this out, Bonnie. It's going to be your first time yeah, I'm at, excited. at Fork Fest. You were with, a virgin! She was watching some footage today uh, from last year's event, and you said it looks pretty beautiful, and you're right. Oh, yeah, the campground looked really pretty. Yep, uh, and it looks a lot better in person uh, if you can come out and visit us. It's June 28th through July 4th. It's decentralized, which means that no one uh, gets to decide anything except for whatever their own campsite is doing. So if you want to create a thing for other people to do, you can create that on your campsite and, and sort of invite people to it, promote it. There's a unofficial ForkFest forum. There's a ForkFest Telegram chat room. Those and are two if nobody places. likes your idea, nobody will come. Correct. And uh, and maybe more than nobody will come. Who knows? You never you know. You never know. You don't know until you try it. And so check it out, forkfest.party, and we'll see you there. We go to Scott the Bigot. He's on the line. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nobody, and Bonnie. Get over it, good Scott. Evening, uh, good evening, Ian, Nobody, and Bonnie. I hope you're having a good evening. Uh, I'll tell you why I'm calling. Uh, I am so outraged uh, with America. I am putting my money where my mouth is, and I, I, I don't know if you approve of this idea, but... Uh, I uh, I'm not going to pay, pay my taxes. Uh, oh, I approve. Come after Good me. for you. Let them let them come after me. See, during the Revolutionary War, everyone who knows history knows the famous famous slogan in the Revolutionary War. And it was a very simple slogan. It was no taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it, I haven't gotten a bit of representation, and I hate the United States government. And if the government is listening, am I a, a radical? Yes, I am. Do I want to see the overthrow of the United States government? Yes. I look at Americans as being spineless and stupid or in a funk, Ian and Bonnie and, and, and nobody. But I want to tell you something. Things have got to change because this nation has already stripped us of our, or very soon, our First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights. They want to silence us. They want to disarm us. Mm-hmm. And I ran this idea by you uh, a month ago, a few months ago. If everyone in America wasn't so stupid and spineless and said, look, we are not going to pay our taxes. You've destroyed our livelihoods with COVID. This, uh, I'm not saying that there are people that die. Don't get me wrong. But you don't destroy a whole economy. Don't you think, Ian, Bonnie, and nobody, that if millions of Americans said enough is enough, we're not paying our taxes, don't you think that we could neutralize this evil United States government? Yes or no? 
I do think that, and I'm always saying that. I'm going to say no, and here's why. Because they don't Tell care me. whether you pay taxes or not. They act like they do. Like They'll pro- they'll you know prosecute Wesley Snipes, or they'll, they'll go after a certain high-visibility individual to, you know, to uh, give them 50 lashes in front of the, the town square to prove that you need to pay taxes. But the reality is they don't care. What they care about is whether you keep using their money. Because if you mm. keep using their money, even if you're not paying taxes, they can just keep printing out more money and fund themselves that way but taxes are what keep you locked into using their money you have to get dollars to pay your property taxes that's why it's so important to like uh you know be churches and to not have property taxes because that locks you into the dollar and i think that uh you know if it was me uh scott the other thing i would say is yeet their money get you don't have to get crypto. Get dollars or get gold. Get silver. Get weed. I bought gold. Get anything not dollars. Well, I do think that if everybody stopped paying taxes all at once, they wouldn't be able to prosecute everybody. No, and most that's people true. would get they, away with it. They that's wouldn't be able to prosecute everybody, and that would cause the dollar to lose a lot of its value yeah. because if you don't have to get dollars to pay the government, you don't have to get dollars. Yeah. Anything else? Taxes is nothing but extortion. Else. The way that I see it, That's and true. people are cowardly. And the reason why they aren't, I am. I am going. I will stand my ground. Uh, I've thought of it many times. Whatever, let them come out. The, if they be, I'll hire an attorney. I will not. I'm not going to pay taxes to a government that that squanders money. Let me put it another way. If you gave the United States government $100 trillion, $100 trillion, it's, it's, it has an insatiable appetite. It would never be enough money. Oh, yeah. No they burned through that in enough. like three months. Uh, they no burned money through money about $4 trillion a year. So no, it, they spent more than four last year. I think four was what the, uh, the bailout was, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. The bailout yeah. was three. So, okay, they're they're uh, they're going to be at a hundred trillion in a year. I mean, it, they'll be at a hundred trillion in a year within the next decade. Uh, they may well, but if they are, the dollar will be worth. Like, oh yeah, a fraction of what it's worth now. No doubt about it. And that's their plan. That's they're going to keep printing. And that's the that's the thing. If you if people were to stop paying, first of all, everybody's not going to stop paying taxes. Obedient people will continue to do this. But I I support let the the obedient people pay for as much government as they want. I support what you're saying, Scott. I think it's important for people to keep the money that they earn. And, you know, my my objection is not that they're squandering money, but that they're using money to murder and to rape and to kill and to uh, put peaceful people behind bars. I cannot be and to morally destroy our economy. Yeah, I cannot be morally behind murder. I can't be mm-hmm. morally uh, behind. So giving them my uh, you know obedience, I can't do that. There's yeah. no there's no reason for it. It's, it would be immoral for me to uh, to pay into that. Every dollar in my bank account is a vote for murder. Even if I knew for sure that all my dollars went for their good things that they want to fund, I still couldn't uh, give money and do business with... Well, I do, but I don't want to give mm. money and do business with people who are racist. And But but there are lots of people that want to do it, and that's what the government is. Racist, Ian, murderers... I want to ask you a question, a very important question. Yes. In, in Keene, New Hampshire, are there a lot of restaurants on Main Street that have shuttered their doors? Not on Main Street, but there have been some restaurants that have closed around town. We know uh, a restaurant owner who's closed two out of her three restaurants since COVID's 
COVID began. And the two out of the three aren't in Keene, but they're in nearby towns. Right. Um, and the then point I'm making is this. If all the restaurant owners, it doesn't matter, Keene, anywhere in the United States, banded together, uh, say this. 20 restaurants in Keene that, 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 that went out of business or 10 or whatever, they banded together. Mm-hmm. They got a pro bono lawyer and says, look, you COVID, draconian COVID laws have destroyed our businesses. And they refuse to pay their taxes. Are you telling me that, 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 that they couldn't bring the town governments to their knees? I agree with you. If, if business owners... The question is, would enough people show up to back when up. the IRS came to take their houses? Would enough people well, show up with owners. guns or take their businesses? Yeah. Would enough people show up with guns to make that not happen? That is an important question, and that's the only thing you can do when you've got people networked together, like peoplesrights.org, Cell 411, Freedom Cells, yep. And of course, the migration here to New Hampshire. Go to move.shiresociety.com to learn more about that. Thanks, Scott. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, you've got Ian. I am nobody. And Bonnie. (laughs) And you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, uh, we got a variety of features on the website, including... The AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com that helps us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. This is a big week for Free Talk Live. Behind the scenes, we're uh, we're moving to a new network after 15 years of being on the Genesis Communications Network. They've been great to us. I've got no gripes with uh, with GCN. In fact, we may be staying with them in some way, shape, or form. We haven't quite ironed all that out, mm-hmm. but we're moving to uh, Talk Media Network uh, starting this week, and that's a big you couldn't change find for us. one called Exodus Media Communications. Yeah, uh, nope. I, okay, I, I that's don't usually know. the step after Genesis. Oh, I see. I get. Ian went know. to church as a kid, but he didn't pay attention. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. all the details about the books and such. It's times like this when I wish I'd listened to what my mother told me. What did your mother tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. <laughs> um, well, Bonnie got the joke. She went to church and she did pay uh, attention. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know all the books of the Bible. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Do you know the order of them? Well, actually, I know all the order of the New Testament, but I, I kind of mess up the Old Testament. Wait, the New Testament is is a bunch of parallel stories, though. They're not really ordered. Sure, but the books appear in a certain order. The canon order or whatever. Yeah, see, that was just some guy, just set up by some guy 400 years later. (laughs) Um, You know, there's nothing, you know, even if you believe in in Christianity, there's, unless you believe in the divinity of King James, you know, (laughs) the order of the books of the Bible doesn't mean much. I'm just busting your balls. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to your phone calls here. Uh, we've got an unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live, the final segment. Go ahead. Yeah, how's it going over there, Free Talkers? Uh, this is uh, Bubba Guido over here in Arizona. Okay. Hey, Bubba Guido. How you Hipster. doing, bro? Hey, pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, we had a guest. Talking to- <laughs> are are yeah, you in fact a Mexican about hipster? The Bitcoin and and uh, crypto and alternative currencies tonight, and that's a good thing. And it's uh, 
good to hear you guys discussing such things. You know, we're heading into what I believe is about the weakest dollar we may have seen at some point here. Oh, yeah. It's the weakest dollar. There's no doubt about that. It will be weak as water. (laughs) Yeah. It's getting weaker. And another $1.9 trillion pumped into an economy that we won't get much return on that money either. So uh, take, take you know, that check and turn it into either gold or cryptocurrency. I mean, I, or silver. Don't forget silver. Yeah, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's what I would do if I got one. And that was well, not financial advice, enough, but it's uh, the out financial here in advice. Arizona, in, in 2017, we passed uh, gold and silver are legal tender here now. Really nice. Now wait a minute when you when you say gold and silver are legal tender, does that mean that you can pay taxes with them? Well, so far as I have gathered, yes, indeed, and it's really? DC legal tender, which Please it has go. to be in coin form of some type, mm-hmm. from what I know. And I'm looking into it more all the time, but yes, indeed, that the, um, it was ran through the legislator, and the governor signed off of it in, in 2017, and that was one of the indications that I have read that, that you can use it to pay off uh, taxes, debts, things to the government. And hmm. have even seen some places where they're trading, like at swap meets and stuff. So I hope it catches on. Me too. I know that Utah actually passed something back in 2011, I, I believe it was, that allowed gold, uh, officially U.S. government-issued gold, not any old gold, but the government, mm-hmm. like U.S. Eagles, I think they're called, gold eagles, yeah. that allowed them to be used as, quote-unquote, legal tender in the payment of taxes. But do you taxes. use them at face, which is $50 yes. on a one-ounce coin? Yeah. Yeah, ain't nobody got time yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, I suspect. Yeah, that's but what see the, that that's a Utah is where the goldbacks are being printed. So they've gotten deeper into it, where you can go all the way down to the one dollar or one unit goldback, which I guess is about three dollars and forty cents in currency. Correct. And, the goldback, mm-hmm. uh, however, the goldback is not "quote unquote" legal tender in Utah because it is not issued by the federal government. Uh, it's an actual, really useful form of currency. So, of course, yeah. the government isn't making it. So and what they were, go for four or five dollars out here. So. Yeah. What was this caller and David from New Mexico's problem with each other? Yeah, I didn't really know because uh, um, um, I stepped away from the radio for a minute, but I caught a little bit of what he was saying, and uh, he's he pretty much lives out in uh, in his own little world out in New Mexico, from what I do know about the guy, and he's uh, an escapist nonconformist, from what I can tell. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know my name was Bubba Guido until tonight, so I oh, guess okay. that's my name. So are you the are you the guy he was referring to? Because for listeners that don't know, our regular caller who normally calls in this segment, David called in the uh, second hour of the and show, and he sounded and, pissed. And he was referring to someone who called a radio station in Arizona, which we still aren't sure which one. But then somebody else said it was K Talks, which is one of our affiliates. And so it's been a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of a mystery. It's confusing. Yeah, so it's you, confusing. Yes, and your voice that, sounds that a little bit That would be me, like I'm it. pretty sure. Okay. And all I, did, I was just wondering what backs up Bitcoin. And, you know, it's good to hear you guys talk about it. It's been this mystery quotient in society for most people. Even like you're mm-hmm. saying, some people buy it and don't even know what they're buying. Yeah. 
Well, here's and, the good thing. Here's the good news. It doesn't have to be a mystery. The good news is there's a lot of information about it on the internet. So you can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and go through some of the videos there and get some of the basics down and understand what it is that makes cryptocurrency special, what makes it different, why it's worth so much money. And I would recommend that people take the time to do that because it's easier to do. I mean, we can go over some of the basics here, but it's nice to have a visual representation of what the network kind of looks like and, you know, to get some idea. It's nice to have those animations that kind of help bring home uh, some basic concepts. So that's what I would recommend that you do because these things are not going away. Cryptocurrency as an asset class, uh, as money, as document storage, as, you know, data storage, all these technologies that we're barely scrape, uh, scraping the surface of with cryptocurrency, this stuff isn't going away. It's going to become more and more uh, entrenched in industries and in our lives. So you should learn about it sooner rather than later. And I would yeah, love... Yeah, and you you guys do a good job of, of getting some info out there. And I'm really impressed to see that some major banking institutions are, are, accept, are going to start accepting cryptocurrency and I, is mastercard also going to start accepting bitcoin payment we're not clear on which they say cryptos yeah. but not necessarily bitcoin we're not clear on what okay. what mastercard's going to be doing but they are announcing publicly apparently that they're going to be doing something with allowing businesses uh to accept um some some sort of form of cryptocurrencies and we'll as soon as soon as we learn more about that we'll certainly let you know and i want to say thank you for your call tonight definitely appreciate hearing from you there what was his name mr guido, guido. yeah okay there you go. <laughs> and i don't know what to call you mr guido but yeah if you want to learn the other thing is i would love to educate somebody over a video call and then publish the uh videos of it so mm. if you want to get a one-on-one -on -one education, I would be down. You sound like you can change your positions when presented with new information, and I respect that. Can he email you? Yes, he can email me at... no. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, he <laughs> can email me at nobody at electnobody.com. Excellent. All right, so uh, just to, to wrap things up here uh, tonight, we were talking about the dating world in this vaccine dating world where people are now only going to date Yeah, I'm people. not going to that that dating world. I'm going yeah. to the non-vaccine dating world. I, I prefer a woman who, you know, even if I'm not one, looking to have kids with her, it's nice if she can. Um, Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and somebody in the chat room on our Twitch feed is saying nomaskdate.com, but I went there and there's actually nothing there. So I think he was throwing out an idea uh, that maybe somebody should make a anti-mask dating website. Or even better, open up an anti-mask bar somewhere, and I'll come and party with you. Get strippers. Really. Meet people in person. I agree, and uh, <laughs> I, and hopefully we'll see that happen. I think that if that happens, it's going to need to be like a private club, uh, because mm. you're going to have to be able to exclude members of the government from coming in. Uh, you know? Yeah, I would agree. And also, regulations don't apply if you're not doing business with the public. Mm -hmm. And a private exactly. club is not doing business with the public. Yeah, I, I hope that we get to see that happen and see what happens, because if somebody's willing to take those sorts of risks, I'm, I want to get behind that, because I think that's a great uh, great idea. So, out of it's time uh, for tonight, you can join Nobody over on his website. It is electnobody.com. 
Mm-hmm. And nobody's not done yet with that electric. Nobody's not nobody's... done yet. I've been bloodied but unbowed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, between now and tomorrow night, you can join us online anytime you want. Head on over to freetalklive.com. Join our social media site. We're competing with Twitter. We're giving you an option that is not centrally controlled by a bunch of mega corporations. Social.freetalklive.com. See you there. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan wandered the island until he came across a police officer who was nailing boards over the windows and doors of a small shop. After watching for a while, Jonathan asked, Pardon me, why are you boarding up this shop? The shop is closed. The owner was found guilty of selling obscene pictures, and he is now rotting in our zoo. What is an obscene picture? Well, an obscene picture is of some foul and disgusting activity. Was this person doing this disgusting activity? No, he he was just selling the pictures. So selling pictures of an obscene act makes one guilty of the act? In a way, yes. People who sell such pictures are guilty of promoting the activity. You know, consumers are easily influenced. Oh, I get it. You have just arrested all the island's news photographers for their pictures of warfare. But are the newspapers guilty of promoting warfare just because they sell pictures of people at war? Oh, no, of course not. Obscenity is sexual activity. So pictures of sexual activity are prohibited? No, only recent sexual activity is prohibited. Pictures of ancient sexual activity are allowed to be copied and sold. Ancient sex is studied and taught as fine art. On the other hand, recent sexual activity is only of interest to perverts. Decent people condemn such activity. On the other hand, warfare is an activity that decent people and perverts may read about and do together. Stay tuned for another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist, libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing, to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com.